This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and I want to help you live with more clarity, confidence, and purpose so you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What's going on, my awesome friend? Welcome back to the podcast. I am Matthew Bivens, your balanced lifestyle coach, and this podcast is the place you want to tune into to learn how to have it all and live your abundant, loving life. Because if you are feeling stuck and you want some more clarity, more confidence, and more purpose in your life, then my friend, you are in the right place. I drop new episodes of the podcast on the first Tuesday of every month. And if you are new to the show, then welcome. I'm so excited that you're here hanging out with us today. And I encourage you to go to my website, matthewbibbins.com, and check out the full back catalog of episodes. I've been recording this show since 2016, covering hundreds of different topics, and there's bound to be an episode where I talk about something that you're going through today. So go to my website, matthewbibbins.com. You can see the podcast link, and there you can search through the entire catalog. Lastly, I have a request. On whatever app you're listening to this podcast right now, if you could hit that subscribe button, that would be fantastic. And if you ever want to connect with me, you can reach out to me directly on my email, which is matthew at matthewbibbins.com. And you can send me topic suggestions for new episodes. You can give me feedback about the show. You can just say what's up. You can tell me about your story, all that great stuff. I love it all. You can reach me again at matthew at matthewbibbins.com. All right, today's episode is cool. This one is a, is a personal one. And uh, what I'm going to be doing today is I'm going to share with you an emotional and a powerful experience that I had recently. And I'm going to pull from that experience some lessons and insights that you can apply in your life. And I'm doing this because, you know, I sit here on this podcast and I share things with you, right? And I always strive to be vulnerable and transparent and honest. And I also give you advice and tools and coaching because that's what I am. I'm a coach. And an episode like this is important because I believe that it humanizes people in my position, right? It's very easy to look at a coach or a mentor or a teacher or, you know, anybody that you want to get advice from and put them on a pedestal. And what I want to demonstrate to you in this episode is that I go through stuff just like you do. And I have to deal with things just like you do. And what makes me unique from a lot of the other podcasters and people out there who talk about these things, is that I walk my talk to a degree that you're not going to find in other places. I'm very transparent. I share with you the big breakdowns. I share with you the big breakthroughs. Because to me, that's an incredibly important part of 
this type of experience that we have, this coaching experience, but it's also a very important part of my journey, of my growing and my healing, being transparent and sharing. And so conversations like this are so important because I want you to know that when you go through things, when you struggle with things, when you take two steps backwards, when you feel emotional, when life feels really messy, that you aren't the only one. It happens to all of us. It happens to all of us. People that you view as super successful and, oh, they, they never you know, have things going wrong in life. No, it happens to those people too. People that you see on TV, people that you might idolize, it happens to all people. So I don't want you to feel like you are unique when you are in the depths of your struggle, when you are in your rut, when you are so deep in your emotion and feeling so down and low that you don't know what to do. I don't want you to, to believe that you're the only one going through things like that. So on today's conversation, I'm excited because, yeah, I'm going to share with you something cool that happened to me um, just last week. And here are the, the takeaways, um, some three things that I want you to take away from this conversation. First is that you never know when you're going to have a healing moment and a growth opportunity. So don't shy away from them, right? They might pop up at just incredibly strange or inopportune moments. And if they do, don't shy away with it because every time that you reject a healing or growth opportunity, right, it's going to become a bigger beast within you. That thing that you're rejecting, it's just going to become more challenging in the future. So that's the first takeaway. Second takeaway is that sometimes the path to your growth and to your healing and transformation, sometimes that path is very messy and very emotional. And that's okay, right? Feeling an emotion while doing this type of work is incredibly normal. You're supposed to feel things, right? A big part of why people tune into this podcast is because they have suppressed emotions and they're trying to figure out how to feel things. So it's okay that if you feel emotions and become emotional and cry, things like that, it's a sign that you're on the healing path. And the third takeaway is that all of us have an inner child. That inner child is that part of you that's youthful, that's creative, that's imaginative, that's open-hearted, that's curious, that's loving. You know, it's, it's, it's that part of us, it's who we were as children. And your inner child also carries with it the fears, the angers, the hurts, and the traumas that you experienced as a child. And if you don't heal the wounds of your inner child, then you are going to carry with you all of those fears, angers, hurts, and traumas into adulthood. Because just, just because you got older and became more physically mature doesn't mean that you have outgrown those things from your past. And if you don't address them, then you are going to be controlled by them. So those are my three big takeaways. And now what I want to do is I want to read to you a passage from an article. It's from the website Psychology Today. And the article is called Essential Secrets of Psychotherapy, The Inner Child. Because this is really the highlight of the story that I'm going to share with you. And I want to give some greater context around the idea of inner child. So I'm going to read with you two, two uh, passages from this blog article. The article says, the fact is that the majority of so-called adults are not truly adults at all. We all get older. Anyone with a little luck can do that. But psychologically speaking, this is not adulthood. True adulthood hinges on acknowledging, accepting, and taking responsibility for loving and parenting one's own inner child. 
For most adults, this never happens. Instead, their inner child has been denied, neglected, disparaged, abandoned, or rejected. We are told by society to, quote-unquote, grow up, putting childish things aside. To become adults, we've been taught that our inner child, representing our childlike capacity for innocence, wonder, awe, joy, sensitivity, and playfulness, must be stifled, quarantined, or even killed. The inner child comprises and potentiates these positive qualities, but it also holds our accumulated childhood hurts, traumas, fears, and angers. Quote-unquote grown-ups are convinced they have successfully outgrown, jettisoned, and left this child and its emotional baggage long behind. But this is far from the truth. In fact, these so-called grown-ups or adults are unwittingly being constantly influenced or covertly controlled by this unconscious inner child. For many, it is not an adult self-directing their lives, but rather an emotionally wounded inner child inhabiting an adult body. A five-year-old running around in a 40-year-old frame. It is a hurt, angry, fearful little boy or girl calling the shots, making adult decisions. A boy or girl being sent out into the world to do a man's or woman's job. A five or 10-year-old or two of them trying to engage in grown-up relationships. Can a child have a mature relationship? a career, an independent life? Yet this is precisely what's happening with us all every day to some degree or another. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And when we wonder why our relationships fall apart, why we feel so anxious, afraid, insecure, inferior, small, lost, lonely. But think about it. How else would any child feel having to fend for themselves in an apparently adult world without proper parental supervision, protection, structure, or support? So I'm going to put a link to the rest of that article because it's really interesting. And I'll put that in the, in the show notes in the description. But again, what I wanted to do was illustrate this concept of the inner child because as the author of this article states, We all have that inner child, and that inner child many times is wounded and is calling the shots. So as I share with you, just keep those those things in mind. All right, quick little backstory. So if you've listened to the podcast for a period of time, you've heard me talk about my COI, Circle of Influence group, that I participate in here in the community that I'm a part of in Atlanta called the Your Day Balance Game community. So a COI is comprised of seven members. It is a life transformation group slash accountability group slash goal setting support group. 
It's basically a group of people who want to hold one another accountable to showing up as our greatest selves. We give each other feedback, we set goals, we learn different tools and different mindsets and different things that are gonna help navigate the world and create the outcomes that we want. So I was participating in another COI. I used to lead one. The one that I led is now complete. And we, we went through the entire process beginning to end and we completed our COI not too long ago. But I wanted to be a guest in another one just to sit in. So I'm sitting in this COI and one of the stages, there are seven stages, and one of the stages of the meeting is called Epic Challenge. And that's where one member gets to share with the group something that they're having a very, very hard time with and they just can't figure out a resolution and a solution. So they're bringing it to the group to get some feedback. It's like one person is in the seat and everybody shines that spotlight on them and we all give that person support and help them overcome their epic challenge. So this individual, I'll call him Ray. Ray's epic challenge was all about loving himself. In particular, loving himself for things that he had done when he was very young. Starting at around six years old, that's when Ray's family life started to become a little unstable. So six years old through, you know, that young adult years, those teen years in the 20s, you know, Ray was doing things and acting out and behaving in, in ways that today's version of Ray, much older, was very judgmental of and very critical of himself for things he had done starting when he was six. Now, Ray had made incredible progress in being able to forgive the adults in his life who were creating all sorts of turmoil in his world when he was around six years old. So he had done a lot of work in repairing relationships and having deep, challenging, confronting conversations with these adults and, and forgiving and accepting and healing and, you know, and, he, and healing how he felt towards them. However, when it came to little Ray, that was where his epic challenge was. So we held space for Ray. We gave him some feedback. And that's just a little bit of backstory because it plays a part into my story. Now, I love exercise. You know that about me if you listen to this podcast for a while. I am big on exercising my body, moving my body. And I have you know, a, a number of routines that I do throughout the week that keep me fit and healthy, mind, body, spirit, all that great stuff. One of my favorite exercises right now is a 30-minute run on a treadmill. So I hop on a treadmill and I run 30 minutes and my goal is to run four and a half miles in 30 minutes. It's something that is a staple in my life right now. I enjoy it because it's very difficult. You know, I have to be running at a very fast clip for 30 minutes. It's something that every time I get on the treadmill, I feel a little nervous. Like, you know, man, how, how is, how's the experience going to be this time? And every time I complete my 30 minutes, I feel more confident. I feel like I faced it, you know? And each time I get on there, I have to face myself. And what I mean by that is at some point in that 30 minutes, I'm going to want to stop. I'm going to want to reduce the speed. And that's something I don't do. I never go down. I only go up. So at some point, I, I'll have to face myself. And it's a test. And I always wonder, okay, how am I going to experience this test? Am I going to pass the test this time? So my 30-minute run um, is, is awesome. And this was last week. It was a Wednesday. 
I was going into the week and I knew Wednesday I was going to do my run. And Tuesday, I was starting just to feel angry. And angry anger for me isn't necessarily outward anger. I don't, you know, yell or anything like that. I'm, I'm a very chill guy. Anger manifests for me in my mind. And it happens where I am creating fights with people in my mind. And so it's like I'll think of a situation or a conversation that I'm going to have with a person, and then I'll start playing out in my mind a very contentious version of that conversation. Like let's say, for example, I'm thinking about a conversation I wanted to have with Sarah. In my mind, I would start going down the path of Sarah and I aren't seeing eye to eye. She's saying this, I'm seeing that. And this imaginary conversation in my mind is turning into a fight. And I feel anger, right? And so that's an example of, of how anger manifests within me. And so I'm feeling that on this Tuesday. Like I'm just feeling angry and I'm creating all these fights in my mind with, with loved ones, with people. And I notice it. I'm like, man, I keep, I keep doing this. I keep finding myself in these like contentious conversations that are, it's my heart's beating faster. I'm getting frustrated and I'm aware that it's happening. And I'll, you know, I'll use my tools to kind of get myself out of it. But then inevitably I'll just find myself back into that train of thought. And it was frustrating. And, and so I could recognize that there was a part of that anger that had to do with me not surrendering, like me not letting go. That was kind of a theme of these imaginary fights I was having. And this went from Tuesday on into Wednesday. And so I said, okay, great. Well, I'm happy that I have my run coming up Wednesday morning because I'm going to take this on the treadmill. Like I'm going to take this energy that I'm feeling, this anger and this frustration and this rigidity and not surrendering. And I'm going to go work it out on the treadmill because again, I know that the treadmill is high stress and I'm going to have to face myself. So I'm like, if I'm unable to work through it, you know, in a low stress environment, just hanging out in my, in my house or going through my day, I'll definitely be able to work on it on a high stress environment on that treadmill. So I was looking forward to my run. And I do journaling every day. And so there was a quote on, on one of the journaling um, prompts that I was doing the day of that run when I was feeling angry. And I'm actually going to read to you what I wrote in my journal because it was very fitting. So the quote at the top of the page says, instead of resisting to changes, surrender. Let life be with you, not against you. And this is, again, the day that I'm feeling angry. I'm recognizing that I'm being rigid. I'm not surrendering. This is the, you know, the conversations in my mind is conversations where I'm just fighting and pushing back. I'm not surrendering. So I read this quote and I wrote, I'm going to read you my journal entry. I wrote, isn't this a timely quote? I will get a chance to practice surrender today. May I show up powerfully for the test. I am willing to step into the arena and face it. So I wrote that on Wednesday morning. And a few hours later, I go to the gym. And I said, okay, great. Here's my arena. I get to go face this anger and this frustration that I'm feeling. And so I get on the treadmill and I just made this little agreement to myself. I said, you know what? I'm really going to push it today. Like I, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm going to run at a faster clip than I've ever averaged for these 30 minutes. Let's go and let's see what happens. And again, I just knew that getting my energy moving, right? Getting it into motion, something's gonna come out. And if you think of the word emotion, E stands for energy in motion. 
So I said, let me put myself in some motion and see what emotion comes out. So I jump on the treadmill, I hit go, I crank that thing up above my, my cruising speed, and I just was going. <clears throat> and for the first 15 minutes, I'm flowing, right? I'm working on my breathing. I didn't have any, any um, like, sometimes I listen to podcasts or, or lyric songs, um, but I just had some instrumental music on that day because I really wanted to just be with my thoughts. I didn't want any words distracting me. And I was by myself in the gym, by the way. It was just me. I have, a, uh, I have access to a private gym um, here where I live. So it was just me in this space. I have my instrumental music. I'm cranking it on this treadmill. And I'm, like I said in my journal entry, I am willing to step into the arena and face it. So about 15 minutes into this experience, I don't remember what I was thinking about before this moment, but around the 15-minute mark, Ray's epic challenge popped into my mind. And for whatever reason, it just kind of stuck in my mind. And I was thinking about Ray's epic challenge where we had given him the, the feedback and the action items of working on connecting with and healing his relationship to little Ray. And so I'm on the treadmill and I think to myself, huh, you know, when I was about nine, 10 years old, that's when my parents got divorced. And although externally I processed it probably as well as you could, internally it did leave me feeling a bit fractured. And that was where I can really remember going inward with my emotions, meaning I stopped expressing myself around that age and I started bottling things up. And there's a number of different moments in my life where I remember people were there for me, wanting me to share, but I wasn't gonna crack. Like I needed them to, to if, I was like, if I was an egg, I had a really, really hard shell. You could crack through it, but I needed you to be persistent because I needed to know that, that you really loved me and you were really there for me. And otherwise I wasn't gonna let you in. And so a lot of times people just didn't try to crack that egg for long enough. They, they tapped it a little bit, it didn't budge. And so they just left it. And I just, that kind of made my shell even harder. So I asked myself, huh, you know, what was little Matthew wanting? Like, what was little Matthew wanting at 10 years old? And as I'm running on the treadmill, it's probably like minute 16 now, my breath is really going, my pulse is racing and like I'm moving it, I started to answer that question. Like, okay, at 10 years old, feeling what I was feeling, like what, what would I have wanted? And I, and I just was thinking to myself, well, I would have wanted somebody to come up to me and like ask me how I was doing with my parents' divorce. It was never addressed. Or I can't remember it being addressed after that initial conversation where my mom and dad said, hey, we're getting divorced. I don't remember any adults asking me how I felt after that initial conversation. I don't remember anybody asking me how I felt or any follow-up conversations. And so I'm thinking, okay, I probably would have liked that. You know, somebody asking me how I felt about that situation. Somebody checking in on me regularly. Like I spent a lot of time by myself. Um, I had two sisters. They were both younger than me. I had friends in my neighborhood. And yet I still spent a good amount of time just in my own room doing my own stuff. And I think it would have been nice, this is me thinking in my head as I'm running, 
yeah, it would have been nice to have, you know, more adults check up on me or or just more frequent check-ins, like, how are you doing? What's on your mind? And just really try to crack through that egg. And then the question came up for me, it's probably minute 17 or 18 now as I'm running, and I'm thinking, what would I have liked to hear? You know, like, what was little Matthew, what would 10-year-old Matthew want to hear a person say? And at this point in my run, and at this point in this process of kind of connecting with my younger self, I just felt inspired to speak out loud. So now I'm running, I'm cruising, I'm going fast, and I'm saying things out loud as I'm thinking them. So remember, I asked the question, like, what would I want to hear? And so I started saying, like, how are you, Matthew? Is everything okay? And I'm saying this as I'm running. I'm in the, I'm in the gym all by myself. I'm saying, you know, are you okay? Is everything all right? Like, what's on your mind? I'm here for you. I love you. It's all right how you're feeling. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to miss your dad. It's okay to feel angry. I got you. And then I started saying the phrase that like, really cracked my emotions open. Because as I started to say, I got you, I started crying. And I'm, again, I'm running my ass off on this treadmill. And now I'm crying. And I'm saying loud, I got you. I got you, little man. I got you. I'm just repeating myself over and over. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, like, what would I say to 10-year-old me? If I was the adult in my own life when I was 10 years old, what would I say knowing what I know now at 36? And what I would have said to myself is, I got you, little man. It's okay. You're okay. It's all right. I got you. I got you, little man. And I just started repeating that phrase over and over and over. It was like the phrase that, 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 that stuck and clung to me. It resonated so strongly. And so now I'm, you know, I'm booking it on the treadmill. I'm going and I'm crying and I'm saying loud. I'm like, I got you, little man. I got you, little man. And I'm, it's like every time I said that word, like little me was just cracking open more and more. Like that shell was cracking open a little more. I got you, little man. I got you, little man. And I think that for me, you know, what I, one of the things that I, what I wanted was to feel like people were really genuinely there for me, like feel that love and support, that what I was going through was important and that what I was going through mattered and that what I was going through was so important that I'll stop what I'm doing to be there with you. Like, that's what I wanted. And, you know, my, my mom and dad, what, the ways that they showed their love is they worked their asses off for us kids. They worked so hard to provide us an incredible life. And it was amazing, and we never went without anything. And one of the things that I believe I started to develop during those years, those young years, was that my parents' work was more important than we were because I didn't understand the, that choice. Like, I didn't understand, like, why are you always at work? My dad is a doctor, and he had a pager on him. And so his pager would go off, and it could be in the middle of dinner, and he'd stop dinner, and he would leave. And so that just reinforced this idea that we weren't as important as the work, right? And my mom would work long hours, you know, and then she'd come home and she would feel tired. And 
all of those things just reinforce this idea that I'm not as important as the work. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. So these are all these things that are flowing through my mind as 36-year-old me is speaking to 10-year-old me saying, I got you, man. I'm there for you, man. You matter. You matter, little man. You are so loved, little man. It's okay how you're feeling. And I'm telling you, it was like the, the moment that the tears started coming out, I just sort of chuckled. I was like, okay, we're doing this. Like, oh, all right. I didn't expect that we'd be doing this. And I was just so open for it. You know, I was so open for it. And they just the tears just flowed. The tears just flowed. And I'm, you know, I got you, little man. I got you, little man. I'm there for you, little man. And it was such a, a, a beautiful moment that came out of left field. It, it came out of left field. I was not expecting that. You know, I wrote out in my journal that I'm willing to step into the arena and face it. Like I'm willing to step in and face this surrender moment. And that surrender was surrendering to the emotion that was coming up. Because for a split second, it was like, nah, I'm not trying to cry in this treadmill. <laughs> I'm, I'm over here, you know, hauling butt. And this is not easy physically. And if I start crying, this is going to get even more challenging. And I know my rule. I don't jump off and I don't hit stop. So I'm staying on this, this thing, even with all the tears. And so for a split second, I was like, nah, I don't want to do this. And then I'm like, no, because... You never know when when the healing opportunities are going to come. And if I didn't allow that emotion to come up and out in that moment, it 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 might be years before that opportunity comes up again. Like I was ripe for it in that moment. So I just let it flow. Overall, the portion of my run where I was crying and and speaking everything out loud and really just letting it out that lasted probably seven, eight minutes. And so I got to about the 25 minute mark on my run and I had exhausted all of the, all of the emotion that was in me. And I felt incredible. I, I felt amazing. I mean, I had let all that stuff out and it felt very, I felt very light. And so the last five minutes of my run flew by. And again, this whole time I'm at a speed, a cruising speed faster than I've ever gone before. So by the time I hit my 30 minute mark, I had run 4.6 miles. And that is the longest that I had gone, or excuse me, the furthest that I have gone in 30 minutes. And to hit that, you know, that, that distance while going through that incredible range of emotions, um, it's humbling. You know, it tells me that my capacity is far beyond what I think it is. And, you know, I get it because everything's energy, right? Everything is energy, emotion, energy in motion. And I was feeling some incredible emotion during that time and was able to, to transmute it into, into my legs, into my lungs, into my heart and go the distance. So overall, it was just a very 
beautiful, very humbling experience for me. And I didn't realize some of the some of the things that I was carrying from my my wounded inner child. You know, I have done work in the past of addressing and and connecting with and loving on my inner self. Because I did understand that there were things that I experienced that I continue to take with me into adulthood. And for you longtime listeners of the show, you've heard me talk about how for so many years I did not express myself. I did not share emotionally. Which is why to have a podcast where I share so openly, it's a complete 180. And that's again part of the reason why I share so openly on this platform. It's because this is part of my healing is to continue to to show up in this very vulnerable way because I know that there is a version of me that will just lock it all in. And so to keep that version of me over there, I practice opening up. And so it is it's 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 so important. It's so important that we make time and seize opportunities to create an empowering, loving relationship with our younger selves. Because like Ray was experiencing, you know, he was holding on to so much judgment for things he did starting when he was six. For, For actions and behaviors that he did as he was going through some of the most challenging emotional moments and he was acting out as a six-year-old who was feeling insecure and scared and, and wanting adults, like wanting solid adults around. When you don't have that, like when you put those ingredients in a bowl, there's so many different ways we could behave, right? And so with Ray, it was a lot of judgment, a lot of judging himself that he carried into adulthood. And so that judgment of himself then was projected onto others and created judgment in other people. And you can just see what that does when you don't heal it. And one aspect of my inner, my wounded inner child was locking all my emotions in and not sharing emotions. So you can imagine how that impacted romantic relationships when I didn't share how I felt, when I didn't express myself. That led to resentment, that led to frustrations and jealousies and all sorts of different things. And that's just one aspect of the wounded inner child that I've carried around. And I share all of this with you because this work of having it all and playing for your abundant loving life and and living your greatest life and being the greatest version of you, oftentimes it's messy. It's not just like, building a set of like like Ikea furniture. Step one, step two, step three. And you can just do it robotically and then all of a sudden you have this beautiful end result. No, like you got to go through the stuff. You have to unpack your emotional baggage because if you, if you look at your emotional baggage as ankle weights and what you're trying to do in life is soar, then each piece of emotional baggage is an ankle weight keeping you tethered. And so if you don't turn around and look down and say, okay, what are these ankle weights that I'm carrying around? Why do I have this ankle weight? Where did it come from? What belief 
am I holding on to that's keeping this ankle weight stuck on me? Does this belief serve me? How is this belief impacting the rest of my life? Am I able to let this belief go? Am I willing to let this belief go? If you don't do inquiries like that, you're never going to soar. You're never going to feel like you have it all because you will have these areas of your life that are just festering because you don't address it. And the inner child, that wounded inner child, is a place where so many people fester and rot because they don't address these things. And they think being angry is normal and being frustrated is normal and being insecure is normal and being jealous is normal. No, that's not the state that you are meant to be in. And you don't have to be in those states. You don't have to feel those things chronically. Yeah, you're going to feel it once or twice. But ongoing again and again and again, consistently? No, that's not the space you want to be in. That's not having it all and living an abundant, loving life. And so this process of growing and healing and transforming, it is oftentimes messy. And that's okay. That's okay. It's like, I've said this analogy before. If you have a dirty stovetop, it's all crusted with a bunch of gunk on it. It looks nasty. And then you get your bottle of spray and you spray it all over. It looks even nastier now. But it's it's the spraying that gets things to break up. And yeah, it looks nastier, but now you can wipe it clean. Now you can easily clean it off. So for me, getting on that treadmill, feeling the emotion come up, and choosing to not suppress it, that was me putting that spray on that stuck on stovetop and being like, all right, cool, let's get messy. Let's feel this stuff. Let's let's let it out. Because once that all came up, I got to see what was there. Oh, wow, look at that. That little version of me, one of the things that little me wanted was to just have somebody wrap their arms around me and say, I got you and I love you. And how incredible is it for me now, having done all this work that I've done over the last 10 years, Now I can be that adult that I wanted when I was 10 years old. I can be that for me. If I wanted my parents or other guardians or other adults to be that, but they couldn't, well, I can be that now. I can show up that way. I can show up with consistency. I can be loving. I can be patient. I can be empathetic. I can be strong. I can be solid. And I can do that for myself, for today's version of Matthew and for 10-year-old Matthew. And I'm willing to do that. What a beautiful thing that is. When we get to be the parents that our younger selves wish we had. Or when we get to be the adults or we get to say the things or do the things and behave in the ways today, right now, that we wish we had experienced back then. That creates healing. And it excites the hell out of me. And then, add on top of that, I get to be a father. And now I actually get to be that parent for my daughter. I get to be that adult for all the other kids that I have the pleasure of being able to interact with. Because in my community here, there's a lot of little kids. I get to be that, that solid, loving, strong, caring adult who can say, hey, are you okay? You know, and that's a beautiful thing. And I embrace that. I embrace that because all of that helps my healing helps me grow, helps me transform. So I have several takeaways 
that I want to wrap up this conversation with. And the first is that we are all mirrors for one another. Somebody else's breakdown, somebody else's breakthrough, it can help you grow as well. If you turn, if you choose to turn the lens inward. And so when I was in that COI epic challenge with Ray, supporting Ray, I would subconsciously was turning that lens inward and saying, where does my inner child need some love? What judgment am I carrying around? Or what wounds does my inner child have? We are all mirrors for one another. And there's always something that you can take away from a situation. The next takeaway is that doing hard things regularly is beneficial for you overall. It just is. Doing hard things regularly is going to benefit you. And doing hard things regularly is crucial for your growth. You don't grow unless you go through some stuff, unless there's a little bit of grit and tension, some resistance. Think about in the gym. A muscle does not grow unless you put some weight that creates resistance and gets that muscle to break down, and then it can become stronger. So don't shy away from hard things. Something that creates a sense of intimidation or discomfort or fear, that's okay. Embrace it. Embrace the messy. Embrace the uncomfortable. All of those things are critical for your growth, for your healing, and for your evolution. The next takeaway is that negative emotions that linger, that's a sign that something is off. So if you find yourself feeling angry all the time, jealous consistently, judging everything and everyone, or just loathing yourself, and you can never seem to even muster up a kind thought about yourself, and those, those thoughts are not going away, don't ignore them. You need to be open to looking at them, to understanding them, to owning them, and then doing what you need to do to change that. Having it all is not living with anger and just stuffing it aside or compartmentalizing it. No, that's not what it's about. And the greatest version of you is not somebody who walks around carrying that anger, walks around carrying that jealousy, walks around carrying that judgment. No, not at all. So be willing to look at those things and address what's going on. And the last takeaway is to have the courage to think about and connect with your inner child. Because if you have a wounded inner child, then that's something you definitely want to address. You do not want to continue to allow that wounded inner child to call the shots because they will and they are. And although it might be scary, although it might be uncomfortable and emotional to address it, it is so worth it. And that little version of you is worth having somebody recontextualize what they went through. Having somebody say, it's okay, I got you. Your inner child is worth it. So muster up the courage to create a different relationship with your inner child. You can do that in a lot of different ways. I've done several different things over the years to address my inner child. I've, I've journaled and written letters to my inner child. I've done meditations, guided meditations, where they walk you through connecting with your inner child. I've thought through in great detail 
all the different like big moments of my childhood, you know, like the the moments that left an imprint on me. I really thought through them and thought about like what is the story that I have carried into adulthood from this moment? And then ask myself, how does that story play out today? How does that story influence me and impact my relationships and my work in all different areas? Is that a story that I want to continue? So there's a lot of different ways to address your inner child. And if you're open to that work, then go and pursue it. You know, go to Google, do some research, find some resources, because it is, it is incredibly important. It's incredibly valuable. And it really is something that can unlock a tremendous amount of growth and healing for you. So what an episode, huh? What a conversation. You know, this was, I, I love this type of stuff because this was unexpected. You know, me having this experience on the treadmill was very unexpected. Man, it was profound and so beautiful and so healing. And I really am, I'm curious to hear what you get from this conversation. So please share with me, you know, what impacted you from my sharing today? You can email me at Matthew, MatthewBivens.com and just share with me one thing that this conversation um, has, has brought to you, has made you think of, or one way it's impacted you. Because again, any person's breakdown, breakthrough, any person's experience, you know, is a reflection, is reflected in all of us. And so there's always something for us to, to take away from it. Once again, I have some links in the description for different resources you might want to check out, different things that were helpful for me um, when, when putting this conversation together. And thank you so much. Thank you so much for going on this, this particular ride with me. It is, uh, it's, it's beautiful, and I'm so open to the healing. I'm so open to all of this stuff. It's, it's so amazing. It really, really is, and worth it, and worth it. And we are all worth it. Like, we are all worth going through these experiences and going through these processes so that we can let go and surrender. Yep. All right. Thanks again for tuning in. I appreciate you. So much love sending your way. My name is Matthew Bivens, and here is to you having it all. Quick note about the Having It All podcast. I am not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm a guy with a story and a passion for conscious conversation. My thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are my own. So please consult with your doctor or healthcare provider regarding any questions or issues you have related to your personal, physical, or mental health. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.